Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled The Beauty and Blessing of Unity. This message is a good reminder of how important unity is in the body of the church. The text for this message is found in Psalm 133. So if you have your Bibles, turn there right now and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck. Listen here, family. If you're here today, just so we're having our chance, if you're here today and you're not a believer, I want to invite you into a little bit of understanding of what it looks like, what it should look like when we're all one accord as a, a faith-filled body of believers. What it should look like. I want to invite you in. And this is what the Lord is inviting you in. He's inviting you into this type of fellowship. He's inviting you in to this type of community. He's inviting you in to his family. So I want you to hear what the Lord has given to us by his spirit, through his holy word, and most importantly, what he's provided through the finished work the finished work of Jesus Christ that we've seen on Calvary's cross. Let me give you a quick background of, uh, of this psalm in particular. This psalm is one known as a song of ascent, which means this is a song that they would sing as they would go up to the festivals. And as they were going up to the festivals, Jerusalem was surrounded by mountains. And thus, uh, uh, they were uh, literally involved a going up. And so here's what I want to declare to us through this song, family. We're going up together. We're going up. Uh, uh, um, it's conjectured that these psalms were sung on such occasions as one scholar has, has uh, recorded for this. He said, others have suggested that a sense as a reference to the rising melody of the psalms, the step-like poetic form of some of the psalms, or to the steps upon which the Levites perform music in the temple. So, you know, there's there's some songs that progressively go up and one that comes to mind immediately is, is, is how great is our God. You know, there's like this progression that kind of leads up. And then by the time you get to the, you know, he's worthy of our praise and we begin to sing it to the highest heights. It's this song of a sin. It kind of starts off kind of mellow and then it rises and it begins to, to ascend to this high praise uh, towards this great God. And the scripture says our God is great and greatly to be praised. So in like manner, as they're going up to the festivals, as they're going to celebrate and commune together and, and to, to acknowledge the greatness of their God together, as they're going to these festivals, they begin to sing these songs that would lead into high praise and family. That's what I'm hoping for us today as we're going up in this way together. The more we grow in Christ together, the more we will greatly praise our great God. And so I want us to have this understanding. And there's only two points that I want to give to you today. There's only two points. There's two points is this. It's in the title. First point I want to give you is the beauty of unity. The second point I want to give you today is the blessing of unity. The beauty of unity and the blessing of unity. It's only two points. Point number one has two parts. Point number one, letter A. First thing I want us to consider. Watch this. It's letter A, right? It's in the first verse. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Well, I've been talking about unity a lot. Let's get an understanding of what unity is. We're going to break down this verse almost word by word. We're going to break it down. We're going to do this quickly. First thing we need to understand, what is unity? What is unity? Well, the dictionary declares it to be this, the quality or state of being, not being multiple. Hear that. It's the quality or state of of not being multiple. It's the state of being one, pertaining or belonging to the whole oneness. 
This also means, listen, it also means a condition of harmony. Let me bring in Ephesians chapter 1, which is going to serve as a backdrop for our understanding of unity and, and tying in in partnership with Psalm 133. Ephesians 1 and verse 3 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I need you to listen. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Listen, to be holy and blameless in his sight. He chose us for this work. And when he chooses us, when God calls us into his mission, he also gives us his spirit. He also gives us his word. He also gives us his power, his grace, his mercy to be able to accomplish it. For he chose us in him, verse 4, before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Listen, in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will. Verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Now watch this. Here it gets real good and real. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. He gave it to us so much, it's like, it's like that good gravy on a good old biscuit. You just, it just gets all on top of it and just all poured it. We in the South, we can talk about good gravy and biscuits when we want to, and it's just like that. He's lavished his love on us, and it has consumed every fiber of our being or should consume every fiber of our being. Watch this. Then he says, with all wisdom and understanding he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ listen to put to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ to bring unity he did all of that we had to hear all of that to get to this point to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ and we are under Christ we are his disciples we are his servants we are his children and therefore we should be united in him for him so now let's get to the verse behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Told you we're going to take this apart. The first word, behold, to gaze upon. The psalmist, King David, is calling us to look at this. This was so important, we must look at this. We must practice or participate in beholding, just like we do brides at weddings, just like we do our beloved ones when they graduate, or even when we're on vacation, if you have this opportunity to do so, seeing the beauty of a sunrise or sunset, you behold and in like manner, when the church comes together in this way, when we love this way, when we live this way, it should cause others to behold the beauty that is being displayed through God's people when we are on one accord in faith, in truth, in love, in righteousness, in holiness together. So the question to ask ourselves is, what does he want us to behold or gaze upon? He answered that in the next series of words. He says, behold, how good and pleasant. So good. It's of the highest quality or reliability. It's of the highest worth. In other words, you cannot make an informed decision on anything you haven't been exposed to. And that's why we're trying to change the narrative of the church here through Rebuild Fellowship. I'm so sick and tired of the enemy using the term through a number of people of church hurt. The church 
the Lord's church, the Lord, the, the Lord's church uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, his church, his people, the assembly together. It should not be a place that's known where people get hurt. It should be a place known where people bring their hurts and receive his healing. So when we do this, when we come together in a united fashion in him, through him, for him, family, it's a place where folks can receive their healing. And when they see this display of unity, they can see that it is good. And watch this even more so importantly they can taste and see how good the Lord is. And when they see that, they can make an informed decision about the church that they're going to covenant with, that they're going to do life with. Then he says pleasant. He used the word pleasant. He says giving a sense of happy satisfaction or enjoyment. Listen, you all know this. There's nothing more pleasant than a well-trained, joy-filled Chick-fil-A employee. Y'all know it. There's nothing more better than a well-trained, joy-filled Chick-fil-A employee. You already know the way they handled you when you took your order. You already know that food getting ready to be right. And we already know Chick-fil-A food is already blessed in Jesus' name. But you know when you got somebody who's full of the Lord's joy and who has this sweet, loving, uh, 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 serving spirit, this servant's heart that's being on display, and they're very pleasant. My pleasure, my pleasure. And they say it with such a sweet tone. And you already know that lemonade getting ready to be right. Then fries going to have the right amount of salt on it. They're going to just come out that fry going to be good. That, that, that chicken breast on that, that sandwich is going to be fried uh, just the way you like it. Them pickles going to have the right flavor. However it is, that bun's going to be nicely oiled and, and nice and warm when you get it in that aluminum wrap. You already know. It's a pleasant experience. It's nothing like, it's nothing like seeing the landscape of, of North Carolina in the fall and you see all these beautiful colors, the, the orange, the reds, the purples, and the greens, and all of these, the browns, and all of these type of colors. You see, there's a beautiful, it just does something to your soul like that. Or, even more so importantly, there's nothing like the, 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 the pleasant nature of a nap. After that good old Thanksgiving dinner, anybody ready for that Thanksgiving meal that's coming up? I know you are because you know I am. I'm ready for that moment. So he wants us to know how good and pleasant it is. It, 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 we have these things in the earth that communicate to us. And when unity amongst the believing community, the ones that are serving the Lord Jesus Christ, when you see unity in this way, it should be good and it should be pleasant. Uh, uh, one one uh, uh, blog post writer, he, he, he recorded it this way so that we would understand the difference uh, between good versus pleasant to make sure that we're not getting off in our understanding of this. So he wrote this blog post and in this blog post, he wrote his experience uh, through this service that he had when a guest speaker came and this is what he writes about. He says, a guest speaker and writer, Laramore, Champion the unity of all believers in Christ. He would often quote Psalm 133, verse 1. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Then he would make this observation. There are many things that are good, but that are not pleasant. An operation that removes a cancerous growth is life-saving, which is good, but it's not pleasant. Other things are pleasant, but are not good. For most of us, eating pie or cake, candy or ice cream is pleasant, but it's not necessarily good. And if you ate nothing but sweets, that certainly would not be good, even though it might be pleasant. So here he's drawing this distinction to make sure that we understand when he's talking about good and pleasant, the beauty and power that King David writes with and the divine revelation that he's pinning this song with. Then he says this, very few things in this world, said Laramore. 
anymore are both good and pleasant. Things that are actually that actually benefit you and provide a pleasant experience as well. One of those few things is the unity of God's people. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. You hear what he's saying? He said, one of the few things that is in this world that speaks to this truth is the unity of God's people. So let's continue to break down this verse. He says, brothers, go on to the next word, brothers, the ones that are the same face, same faith, excuse me. Whence the early disciples of our Lord were known to each other as brothers. We saw this in Ephesians chapter one when I read through their verses uh, three through six. One beloved. He's one beloved. She's one beloved, one that is closely united with another in affection. So who's performing the act of unity in the scripture? It is God through his people. The people are participating with the leadership under the leadership and lordship of the Holy Spirit to be able to come together in unity. It's the spirit of God working in and through his people that he has created in us a, 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 a renewed mind. And therefore we are operating, we are responding to his goodness in this way. They were brought together, watch this, they weren't brought together uh, not solely by a law, they were brought together by love. They were, they were, we, we, we need to see that laws, right, this laws might can, can, can bring us together, but only love can keep us together. Do you hear that? There were laws that were written out many years ago for us that, that somehow stated in a way it was supposed to bring us together. But that's not what actually brought us together. What brought us together is a renewed mind and a clean heart. And that can only be done by the love of the father when he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay our sin debt for all of mankind. And when we grab hold of love, when we grab hold of his love, and we talked about that agape love, that's what not only brings us together in modern day, it's what keeps us together. You hear that, family? His love will not only bring us together, it will also keep us together. Then he says the word dwell, dwell, to live or continue in a given condition or state. In other words, it means to reside, to abide, to live in this state. We're called to live in a state and a posture of unity. Live in a state and a posture of unity. This is very important. Listen, we must understand this because we have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Dr. Tony Evans said this is one of the reasons why the enemy loves to attack because he does not want unity to exist amongst God's people. He wants to sow discord. And when he sow discord, it doesn't allow the flow of God's blessing to flow through his people. We'll see that in just a second. So Dr. Tony Evans, he says this, listen, unity is important because we have an adversary. We have an enemy who wants to steal, kill and destroy. He wants to sow discord amongst people. And that's why we have to be very mindful, Rebuild Fellowship, that we don't operate with the spirit of offense. I had to stress that, oh, offense. It's important. And we're called, to, you see it here, we love people loving people. We're called on this mission to be a love movement for God so loved the world. Our faith is rooted in the love of this great and mighty God that we serve. That he gave his only begotten son 
to live a life that we were unable to live, that we chose not to live, and to die a death that should have been given to us. A death that should have been conferred upon us, but Jesus pushed us out of the way, figuratively pushed us out of the way, said, said, no, daddy, I will stand in their place. I will take their place on the cross. I will pay their sin debt in full. The wrath that was meant for us, Jesus took on the full wrath of God, making him the just and the justifier according to scriptures. Somebody need to be giving him praise and honor and glory right now, making Jesus the just and the justifier, the one who will pardon us from our sin debt and the one who will make us clean as if we never sinned ever before, as if we never committed a transgression against God and made him the just and justifier. And because of that, we should more actively and be willingly engaged with unity. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us on our next episode as Pastor Chuck delivers the third part of his message, which is titled, The Beauty and Blessing of Unity. 